Good to see you back tonight. Welcome to this evening's service, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, what God has for us. Take your Bibles, if you would, and let's open the Word of God to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. And I thought this would be a good time, a good year, to uh, kind, of, kind of walk through the book of Proverbs together. And so we'll do that on Sunday evening. I'm kind of looking forward to the, the study. Uh, we'll not go through it verse by verse because it would take us from now till the millennium to, to get through with that. There's so many gems in the, I mean, every verse, you know, you could have a message from every verse. And uh, I, I know that um, series, sermon series are good for a little while, but I know after a while they, you know, you know, you kind of, you like a change and something else, right? So I, I try to avoid ones that can be you know, like way too long. I've heard of pastors being in a book in the Bible for two or three years sometimes. And wow, I think that's just a long time. And so I don't want it to get boring or dull or anything like that. So what we'll do is we'll just take one chapter each week. And that way we won't get bogged down. We'll just kind of find some good stuff and we'll settle in on that. And uh, the rest we'll have to skim over. I know it's all good. But between Sundays, you'll just have to read it, amen, to get, to get the full benefit. And uh, you'll enjoy that, by the way. There's a lot of good things here in Proverbs. And so we'll do it like that, and hopefully it'll be a blessing. And uh, who knows, you may learn some new things. I'm sure I will, digging and studying. It's always a, a joy to, to do that. And so we'll kind of walk through the book of Proverbs together, all right? Take us a little while, uh, but I think we'll enjoy the journey. Proverbs chapter 1, if you found it, let's stand together for the reading of God's Word. We'll have prayer first and then begin reading in verse 20. Let's pray together. Father, how we look to you in this evening's service, and we just pray that in these moments, Lord, around the Word of God, you just still our hearts and minds. Lord, I pray you just help us to pay attention to what you have for us. We pray you'd speak to our hearts from your Word. And impart, Lord, to all of us a measure of this godly wisdom that is found in the book of Proverbs. So as we come, we come with our mining shovels and picks. And Lord, we, we long to find the jewels of truth and uh, those nuggets of truth that you have for us. We, we pray you'll show them to us and help us find them. Speak to our hearts along the way. Lord, have your will and way in this service and in this series, Lord, that you'll bless our hearts from your word. We just ask you to lead us and guide us now. Bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Proverbs 1, verse 20, and the Bible says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her, vo her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning. And fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and ye have refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. 
For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel, and they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. What a powerful passage. I want to preach a message tonight from Proverbs 1 entitled, An Invitation to Wisdom. An Invitation to Wisdom. Thank you so much. You may be seated. And we see that invitation clearly here. If we back up, we find that Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Now, there's more than one kind of wisdom. Brother James tells us that there is worldly wisdom as well. Proverbs then would be godly wisdom. And this is the kind of wisdom that we hope to obtain when we encounter the Word of God. Godly wisdom. Proverbs is the voice, the book of Solomon. Solomon being the wisest man that ever lived, the wisest king of Israel. And many of the Proverbs are his sayings uh, that were captured, uh, recorded in the Scriptures for us. When we come to Proverbs chapter 1, we have a wonderful introduction. The Bible says there in verse 1, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. And then he gives us some some verses here that outline, they they declare to us the purpose of the book. So notice what it says for the purpose in verse 2. The purpose of Proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. Verse 4, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. You know, if you want wisdom, you're going to understand very soon that there are some companions to wisdom. Knowledge is one of them. Discretion is another. We're going to find that Proverbs is full of these qualities and full of these elements that we need in our lives in order to have godly wisdom and be able to exercise that. So the purpose of the book is Solomon writing to his son, and he's challenging him. The purpose is to to help him to know wisdom. And in verse 5, we see the presupposition of the book. He's writing from a certain perspective. There's a a couple of things in mind uh, as he writes this, and it's important to know that. Verse 5 tells us, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So what does that mean? It means if you're wise, you will hear and receive instruction and it will make you wiser. You will attain unto those wise counsels. In other words, you're going to become like the wise men that are on the council. So he's writing with the presupposition here that those who are wise in heart will have an ear to hear. They will be receptive of truth and wisdom. And that because of that reception, they will embrace the truth, they will embrace wisdom and instruction, and through that process then, they will become wiser in the end. And, and he certainly hopes this for his own son as he writes these words. Verse 6, he says, To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The goal is to know this. And so he's saying that if you're, if you're wise, you will receive uh, the wisdom of Proverbs 
And that'll be the result. You will be able to apply and understand the wise and their dark sayings. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And how important it is that we understand that today. I fear many of our young people today don't understand verse 7. They don't realize what a detriment it is to their self that they reject instruction and wisdom. You know, it's part of the Word of God that the older teach the younger. But we're living in a society today where the younger don't want to hear it. They don't want to be taught. They don't want to be told. They don't want to hear the wisdom. Their attitude is, I, I, I got this. But what does the Bible say about that perspective in verse 7? It says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, or how well prepared you may be in life. Those that have lived longer than you have probably experienced some things that you have not. I'm thankful that one of my pastors taught us this. He said, you can learn something from anybody. Well, there's a presupposition even to that, isn't there? First, you have to be a person who is teachable. You have to be one who's willing to learn if you're going to learn something from anybody. And you know, when you go through life that way, you benefit at every turn. Because every experience... Every book you read, every person you come in contact with, every situation you encounter, there's something to be learned. There's a lesson there for you. But if you're closed to that instruction, if you're not teachable, if you refuse that wisdom, you're going to miss a lot of gems along the way. Look at verse 8. He gives a plea now to his son. His plea. This is the plea of the, from the heart of every father. Or, or maybe we should just say from every parent. Certainly mothers want their children to be wise also. It says in verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Why? Verse 9, For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. Now he's, not, he's talking about necklace. When he says chains, he's not talking about, the, you know, the chains that enslave you. These aren't enslaving chains, they're decorative chains. This is a compliment. And he's saying that if you will receive the instruction of your father and mother, he's saying they're going to be grace to you and they're going to be decorations to you. They're going to compliment you in life. People are going to be able to observe and tell that you have something that you gain from receiving that knowledge. So this is the plea of a father. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Well, he tells why we don't want to consent to the voice of sinners. And then we come to verse 20. And when we get to verse 20, we then see wisdom personified. We see wisdom described as walking through the streets. Verse 20 says, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. And what is she saying? She's saying in the chief places of concourse, verse 21, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, verse 22, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in scorning. 
and fools hate knowledge. She says in verse 23, turn you at my reproof. In other words, listen to me. Wisdom is crying. Listen to me. Hey, tonight, will you be wise? Hey, I want you to know you, you can be. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. God does not want to withhold wisdom from you. If you want to be a godly, wise person tonight, then I want you to hear the verses that are crying out. Hear the voice of wisdom. We see here in, recorded uh, in these verses an invitation that's being given by wisdom. Wisdom is saying, listen to me. Will you listen tonight? I want you to see, as we get into the book of Proverbs, there are some characters that are being introduced to us. There are four main characters in the book of Proverbs, and if you're interested in this kind of a study, you should go throughout the whole book and see what the Bible has to say about these people. Number one, we're talking about the wise. So you want to learn from the book of Proverbs who are the wise and what are some things we need to know about them. Well, we're already learning from chapter 1 that the wise, those are the people who listen for the truth and receive it. Those are the ones who encounter instruction and embrace it. They take it in. Why? Because it makes them wiser, and they know that. It's kind of like, you know, eating well makes you stronger. All right? How many of us don't like to sit down to a good dinner table, right? Amen? And so we would say, something wrong with you if you don't like to eat good. <laughs> well, the Bible says something wrong with us if we don't like to hear well. Something wrong with us if we don't know what to do with truth and knowledge and instruction and wisdom. So the wise person is mentioned all throughout Proverbs. And we're encouraged as we read the book to become a wise person willing to hear and receive instruction and to grow thereby. Then the Bible talks about, in the book of Proverbs, the next character, the simple one. You, you heard it a moment ago in these verses. Who is the simple person? The simple, in the book of Proverbs, are the ones who don't know any better. We would say they're without knowledge. The word would be ignorant. We use that word in a negative way today when we call someone ignorant. Uh, it's not a compliment. But the word ignorant doesn't mean that. The word ignorant just means that you don't know. No one has told you. No one has ever explained that. You're without knowledge. That's what ignorant means. Ignorant is not the same as being stupid. Stupid is dumb on purpose, right? That's just when you choose to be dumb. So, so that's not what an ignorant person is. An ignorant person just has not received that knowledge before. They are without that knowledge. They are called simple ones. Simple, like a child. So until you communicate the knowledge, until you give the instruction, they don't know any better. And we start off, all of us start off as a simple one. So that's who they are. Then we're going in a negative direction. Now, Proverbs introduces us to the scorner. Who are the scorners? Well, they are the ones who are against truth. They scorn the truth. They mock the, to, the truth. They, they, they work and go against the truth. 
And then next we have the fool or the foolish person. Now we know what the Bible says about fools. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So we would say the fools, well, those are atheists, right? Those are, agnostic. Those are people who won't acknowledge truth. They, won't, they reject it outright. Not that they work against it. They're not just a little rebellious, but they hate it. They totally reject truth. That's a fool. And we typically think of lost people, atheists, and people that don't acknowledge God. We, we typically put them in that foolish category for doing so. And that fits the Bible description of foolish behavior. But let me just tell you tonight, when you read the book of Proverbs, you kind of start realizing that, hey, you know what? Even a, even a believer, a Bible-believing Christian can be foolish sometimes. How is that so? Because we live our lives without acknowledging God in our ways. Now just let that sink in. What that means is that you and I can go in a direction. We can make a decision. We can have behavior that totally goes against what God says. And that's foolish. But it's foolish whether a lost person does it or a saved person does it. It's still foolish. Isn't it interesting that the Bible tells us to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways? It's one of the characteristics of the wise. Naturally, the foolish are just the opposite of that. We find wisdom going throughout the streets, giving a public invitation. Turn at my reproof. Behold, verse 23, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Wow. You know, as a teenage young man who was hungry for God, that was one of those verses I wanted to highlight in my Bible because that opened a window to me. I thought, man, how do you understand this book? How do you know God's word and his will? Hey, I'm going to tell you tonight. Through wisdom. You simply develop the heart that will receive God's word and obey it. And my friend, you will find wisdom. Wisdom says, if you will listen to me, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. You want to understand this book better? Determine in your heart to be a wise person, to be ready to hear and obey what God teaches you in your life, and you'll be surprised how fast you begin to accelerate in your own Christian growth and in, and in your wisdom uh, yourself. It has been said about many a person who follows the Lord that they could be wise beyond their years. How is that possible? Verse 23 gives us the recipe. Wisdom begins to unlock the truth and unload it on our behalf. Verse 24, we find the negative side. What happens when you reject wisdom? Well, because I have called and you refused, I've stretched out my hand, no man regarded but you have said it not all my counsel, would none of my reproof. I will also laugh when your calamity uh, cometh. I will mock when your fear cometh. And, and so we see that negative side. Verse 28, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. So we're seeing a, the, the invitation to wisdom is public. Hey, listen, that invitation goes out in the streets, in, in the open places of the city, we're finding. 
Guess who hears the invitation to wisdom? Well, the wise hear it. And the simple, they hear it too. So do the scorners, and so do the fools. They all hear it. They hear the invitation. They hear the call. Listen to me. Turn to my reproof. The invitation, I want you to understand, is not only public, it's personal. Notice verse 23 once again. What does it say? Turn you at my reproof. It becomes personal. Every person who hears the voice of wisdom then has a choice. Am I going to receive this invitation? Am I going to respond to this invitation? Or am I going to reject it? Well, we find here in Proverbs chapter 1 that wisdom makes it a personal invitation. Turn you at my reproof. Notice, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. He didn't say, I'll make known my words to the preacher or to your parents. No, he said, to you. This is personal. Now, what happens in this concourse? What what happens in the city as the invitation is being given in this public and now in this personal application? Well, we find in chapter 1, the invitation is rejected. What a shame. Every time we see this happen, it's shameful, isn't it? I mean, just turn on the news today. And you'll see across our land individuals that have rejected the invitation of wisdom. Because they are smarter than God and they want to do it their way instead of God's way. They determine what's what's right without heeding or hearing any instruction from anyone outside. It's just sad, isn't it? In every time we hear it, it is. Notice there are reasons given why people reject wisdom. We sit here tonight in a Bible-believing church and we wonder, why would anybody reject wisdom? Why would anybody reject this offer of God to better themselves and their lives? Who would turn this down? Well, there are people who would. And here's why. Look Look what the Bible says. Verse 29 says that they hated knowledge. They thought they had... Uh, knowledge, they thought they had liberty, but it was more like ignorance. <laughs> well, they call it bliss, but it's anything but blissful. And isn't that, doesn't that sound similar to what we're seeing today? At people who, who think they're so smart and so wise. And look how foolish they look sometimes. Because they've rejected the wisdom, they've rejected the wisdom of God. And when, sometimes we see that and we, we just, I don't know about you, but I'm, a, I'm astounded. How do you even think that looks good? The position you've taken against God and His Word is embarrassing. It's a public menace. But they hate knowledge and because of that they will reject it every time. Notice verses 25 and 30, what does it say there? It says, but ye have said it not, all my counsel. You would none of my reproof. Verse 30, they would none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproof. And, and you know, that's a problem. When we will not accept counsel and reproof, which is correction. Hey, look, let's just be honest tonight. In our human nature, none of us like to be corrected. 
All of us know that. But you also need to know this, that you are not God and you are not all-knowing or all-wise. And because of that, you need to be wise enough to realize when someone is correcting you with the right information, when it is going to benefit you to listen, to heed their warning, and to better yourself by the correction that you need to make. You know, we're, we're wise when we're teachable, when we can be corrected and problems can be solved. But we are very foolish when we think that we are so right and so smart that no one can correct us. That is foolish. Yet the Bible says here in Proverbs 1, there are those who despise reproof. And because of that, they will utterly reject the knowledge and the wisdom of God, even to their own demise. You know, reproof just reminds us that we all have boundaries. It's just like when we get on the road to, to go home tonight, we'll, we'll see signs and we'll see stripes on the road, and they just remind us that we have a place. And when we get out of that place, dangerous things occur. We put ourselves at risk. And you know, life is that way. God created us and He created the way in which we are to live and even the way in which we are to think. And when we get outside of those ways, dangerous things can occur. And so God in His love, in His mercy, in His patience, God will send reproof and correction to us. But you know, we have to choose whether or not we will receive that. Whether or not we will listen to those who have our best interest in mind, who, who will overcome the awkwardness of the moment and speak a word of correction anyway. Hey, by the way, you know, you know the easy thing to do would just be, let's skip that. I'm not going to say anything. It's awkward. You know, that doesn't feel good. It's not convenient for me to correct that person or to, to inform that person. You know, you need to appreciate it when somebody cares enough about you to say, hey, have you ever considered whatever they lay out before you next? When people care enough about you to point out that, you know, this may not be the best thing for you. My, how you ought to listen to that. If we refuse to hear and we won't even consider what they have to say, we put ourselves in the category that wisdom calls foolish. What happens when we reject wisdom? What does the Bible say? Look at verse 23. We see a lack of wisdom. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit into you. I will make known my words into you. Look, what's the opposite of that? It implies that those words are not known to you. So wisdom comes. It's, it's an implication that, that you lack wisdom, right? And, and that's what rejecting wisdom does. It deepens the void, 
If you think you lack a little wisdom now, what happens when you turn away from it? That lack begins to grow. Look at verse 28. It says there, Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Then shall they seek me early, but they shall not find me. There's a lack of wisdom present in our lives and in our ways when we reject wisdom. People who reject wisdom do it to their own demise. Look at verse 26. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. So we find that calamity and fear, they are the results of a lack of wisdom. Because when you, when you proceed forward in, in areas where you don't have wisdom, you put yourself at risk to cause calamity in your life and to do things that would bring fear to your heart. We do it to ourselves. It's kind of like, like Jonah. You know, Jonah ran from God. He, he knew the risk of doing that. And, and it took him to his own peril. And if it weren't for the mercy and the grace of God, Jonah's rebellion would have led to his own death. And we're going to find that Proverbs teaches us that is the path of rejection. They that hate me love death, is what Proverbs says. Calamity and fear come as a result of rejecting God's wisdom. And then notice verse 28 through 32, right at the last part. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but not find me. For they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple. Who is the simple now, remember? He's the one that doesn't know. But if he, if he walks away from wisdom, the turning away of the simple shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. When fools are prosperous, it just in, enables their rejection of God. Well, and we see in all these verses, what comes when you reject wisdom your own rejection comes. Then God begins to reject you. And the Bible says, they will seek me but not find me. The Lord's Word says, they will be filled with the fruit of their own ways. And you know, I imagine there are times in heaven when God says, okay, fine. Have it your way. And now you're going to get to really see where your way is going to take you because I'm getting out of the way. And I'm just going to let you go right on ahead. You know, there's a place in the Bible that talks about Israel when they were acting like this. The Bible says they, I'm going to summarize it, they got what they wanted, but they lost what they had with God. You know, and the truth is, we can't always have it our way and God's way when those two ways are not in alignment with one another. And so if our heart and mind is not right with God, if we're not in tune with Him and going the same direction, then we can't have it both ways. 
And we just need to understand that if we ever reject His way for our own, we're in for trouble. Because when our way leads in a different direction than God's way, the end result is not going to be good. And that's exactly what wisdom is crying out in chapter 1. And so tonight, the same invitation is given to us. Except this time, you and I get to decide what is going to happen to the invitation. Will you accept or will you reject? Now tonight, we not only know who rejects wisdom, we know the consequences and what happens when you reject wisdom. I would hope there's not a person in this room who wants to end up there. I would hope tonight, after hearing this message and reading Proverbs 1, we'd all say, I accept. I would hope our heart and ears tune up when God speaks that we might want to know and understand and receive His words and His wisdom. And when we act upon what God says, we become wiser. So that's the message of Proverbs 1. The invitation to wisdom is extended to you tonight, and you get to decide what you'll do with it. Next week, we'll look at Proverbs chapter 2, and we'll learn some more about these characters in the book of Proverbs. Let's bow in prayer. Father, how we love you tonight, how we thank you for loving us and for extending this wonderful invitation of wisdom. Lord, tonight, we can be wise perhaps beyond our years, if we'll receive the wisdom of God and act upon it. Lord, I pray you'd touch every heart, turn all of our hearts and minds toward you, and may we, each one, be ready to receive the invitation of wisdom tonight. Lord, thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.